0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 144 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Woo. My name is Colton Strickler, <clears throat> pleased to be joined in studio uh, by my good friend, Brendan Shea of Rugby Pickham. How's it going, Brendan?
1: It's going fantastic, Colton. I'm very excited. Summer Sevens is here. Rugby is being played all over the city of Denver. I can't wait. The next two Saturdays are a lot of rugby, a lot of rugby to watch, um, and we'll get
0: into all that and much more. Uh, but first, we get to start off with the breakdown, same way we do every week. Breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's dot com. To O N E I L L S com. So, uh, obviously, a lot to talk about Major League Rugby, but I'm going to start off the breakdown by talking about the American Raptors. Is this the American Raptors show? Huge news! Huge news! Talked a little bit about it last week, but. Uh, This weekend marks the first, the inaugural. I forgot you're not supposed to say first ever. You're supposed to say inaugural.
1: Yeah, because it's the first.
0: First, yeah, it's the first one. Challenge Cup of the Americas. So if you missed last week's show, if you're not familiar with what this is, uh, this is a little North America versus South America rugby action over the course of the next two weeks at Infinity Park. Uh, We got Jaguares and Peña Roll. That's my – I've been practicing my Spanish. When I first heard those names, I was worried about saying them on the microphone. I think I'm doing a good job though, as much time as I've spent around them these last you couple just of got days. Got to roll the yeah. part of Pena, Pena, Pena roll, not Pina roll, Pena roll. It's not, uh, you know, sushi. It's 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 a rugby club in Uruguay. So we got Aguare's Pena roll taking on the American Raptors and the University of British Columbia Old Boy Ravens from Vancouver. Um, so we got we we got we're well represented, right? We got Canada, we got the United States. I uh, skipped over Mexico. Sorry, Mexico. I know they did get the call. Couldn't make it work, but now all the way down to South America um, for this tournament over these next two weeks is going to be really cool.
1: America's rugby. America's I like rugby. It because of the interesting setup where U.S. isn't playing Canada. You're playing your crossovers. Right. right. They didn't hop on a plane and cross the equator yeah. to play each other in North America. So as I... Think it's going to go. It, we're basically going to look at two different styles. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough when I was younger to go on a tour with my high school club to Club Cuba, um, Club University of Buenos Aires. Uh, shout out to Al Caravelli who threw the whole thing together. But Colton, what I learned there was we were bigger, stronger Americans and we ran decent set piece and mall, but these boys can offload mm-hmm. and they have flair. And even the big hunking forwards can pass. Yeah. So can Max Stacy, but <laughs> it's just going to be two different styles. And I'm really excited to see what we have in store in the next coming two Saturdays. Right? Yeah, me
0: too, man. I am excited for it. And I, like you said, I like the format. There's part of me that I, I kind of selfishly wish that there was another weekend so that we could see some of that. You know, we could see a Jaguares Pena Roll, you know, match, you know, live and in the flesh. But I'll live with this. I'm happy with this get started this weekend. American Raptors play the first match against Aguarez on Saturday at 1 p.m. at Infinity Park. And then we got the BC Ravens uh, versus Pena Roll at 3.30 on Saturday. One ticket gets you in for the, all the rugby that day. Ten bucks. Kids 12 and under are free. It's going to be really cool. I, and you know, And it's hard to it's hard to, like, make predictions and stuff. And I've been flabbergasted by some of the stuff I've seen online. Is just, like, how can you say one way or the other what's going to happen when you haven't seen this before?
1: Because it's a hot take world, Colin. <laughs> everybody just has to throw their opinion out yeah. there and, and see if it sticks. If I were the betting odds, the, the gamblers, the, the sharps setting the line, I would say the North America teams might have an advantage, right? Because those guys are getting on a plane 12 hours in a different environment. The altitude for sure is going to play. But you could argue that the Hagawatics have a really outstanding um, track record. I know we're talking about professional teams that recycle all the time, but when they took their lumps in Super Rugby and got better every single year, I mean, that club, I loved watching them play. There's Mm -hmm. something about that orange and yellow blend. Yeah. It just gets me going, especially when they mix black into there. Yeah. It's just a fun team that offloads everywhere and takes their chances. And um, don't know a lot about Peñarol, um, but I imagine they play similar. Mm-hmm. So would the bookies say that the Hagoares are the favorite? I don't know. I'm just saying, if that's the case, give me the Raptors as the underdogs um, because I like this team at home playing for something that's a little bigger than your local club right
0: yeah and i think the interesting thing about it too is like i know we're talking about a lot of of football guys but like just from you know what i've been around them at training and stuff like they understand how cool and how big this is and like how unique of an opportunity this is and that's not something they're taking lightly they're not going into this thinking oh this is going to be an easy one or whatever they're not going to be able to match up with the physicality like they're, they're taking this very seriously and they're going in this with the intentions of winning and putting you know their program on the map and showing them at the world i guess what they could do
1: the pride of colorado rugby like yeah. it's it's personal yeah um but i'm really excited some guys are back in the fold right yeah with we got M L R regular season kind of coming to. yeah effect. you got the
0: mlr regular season is is over as we'll talk about here in a, in a minute or two um, and with that, a lot of the guys that, you know, kind of started their rugby careers or have their rugby careers have taken them through the American Raptors program are back in town. So we got Sean Clark, the world's tallest wing. Uh, he's back in town. JP Aguirre. Uh, Victor Evans from, from Rugby New York was a. I was surprised to see his face.
1: Yeah, because uh, he came back from a pretty serious injury, right? Yes. Yeah. Knee I injury last summer. Yeah, he was just post-surgery and. um yeah, it's pretty cool to see a guy come full circle, especially when you have 9 months in there of just grueling rehab to get back to that level. I really I I go for guys that have that grit. Right.
0: Uh and David still last but certainly not least, he's got the obviously Men's sevens team has a little bit of a break, so he came back and uh, is going to play some 15s rugby with American Raptors in the Challenge Cup of the Americas. Tough
1: guy to tackle. <laughs> yeah, he's a big I always watch the seven circuit and watch my guy, Kayvon Williams, the the captain of the team right now. But, man, when David hits the line, it's like a bowling ball mm-hmm. coming through. But he's got that curve, yeah. you know, so he can, like, step you, too. Um, crazy, crazy hard runner, David Still. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's so they brought in some uh, some familiar faces. So excited to see those guys back. And from what I understand, they will be a lot of them will be in the lineup this weekend. So that'll be good to see. Um, and then a few new Raptors as well. A couple new signings I keep talking about on the show. Just how the the timeline lines up with these guys that are chasing football dreams and careers. Um, this is about the time of year where it becomes reality. Like you might need to start exploring some new options. So uh, you'll see more and more. I think the longer this program goes, guys signing in May. Uh, we've got Ethan Acton, so Sefa Malangi, uh from San Diego State University, played football there. And then Christopher Williams, who is a basketball player but has played some rugby in Chicago. So big fella. Um, always helps to have a little bit of rugby experience when you come in here. But that's three new Raptors that signed this week. And then ultimately, I'm just excited. You know, I'm excited to see something a little bit different because, as you're probably well aware, the rugby you, the rugby world could get a little bit small, right? You start bumping into a lot of the same people, and a lot of, you play a lot of the same clubs. So this is a chance to to test your metal against somebody from literally on the other side of the world.
1: Yeah. No. So, no love lost. No love lost. <laughs> when these you don't cross when the these four teams w- get together for a nice game and a good drink up, right? Exactly. Like these yeah. Guys want to win dude.
0: yeah and like, like you just said that's a long way to travel to not give it your best effort and not win a match so they're you know they're gonna try to win everybody's in this to win it and uh i'm excited for it so again saturday 1 p.m that's when the fun gets started american raptors kick the whole thing off against panya roll no excuse me against jaguar ice i knew i was gonna mess that up at some point um 1 p.m 10 dollars ticket get you in all day come drink some beers enjoy some rugby uh, it's gonna be cool, and it's two weekends in a row. So next weekend, if you can't make it this weekend, um, you know you get two more matches. That one, the Raptors will take on Pena Roll. BC will take on Jaguares. Um, it's gonna be a good time. So it's
1: gonna get hot here in Denver. It's gonna be hot. So, so yes, I'm wondering if the South Americans can handle not just the altitude, but the sweltering heat. Little trick: bring a towel, <laughs> dab it down in the bathroom sink, put it on the back of your neck.
0: Sham wow, yeah, get a little chamois. I know, they have been complaining about the heat already since they've been here uh, for good. two or three days. So uh, if you can't make it out, you can stream it all, AmericanRaptors.com, InfinityParkAtGlendale.com, um, and that's free, baby, free 99, I the think, way rugby should be.
1: Again, I, Max is a friend, but I think he's going to put his staple um, on this season in the lineout and just get up all day and give the hookers nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good sentence. I like that
0: sentence. <laughs> So moving into Major League Rugby, Brendan, did anything happen to Major League Rugby over the last six or seven days or a couple of announcements. Yeah, a couple announcements, a couple, you know, two new teams in the playoffs. Competition
1: so. update. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting graphic they got going so on. So I'm
0: sure like did you fall when you read the second one, it took me a minute to register that we we're talking about a different team being disqualified. We're, like, that's I, I, was only, like, I was reading through it, I was like, We did, we they already posted this as we post a minute so let's ago. Let's talk
1: about that right now. We understand that the MLR Probably the front office crew is stretched pretty thin. There's probably somebody that has to take the lack of all these comments, right? But when you're going to eliminate two teams and DQ them, you don't do it in two separate (laughs) Thursdays. Like you have to just one shot kill. Yeah, yeah. Um, But if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, the MLR has ruled after a vote from all the owners. Again, these guys are partners, but the boardroom can get messy sometimes. (laughs) Uh, first, the Gronies were eliminated from postseason contention, and then the Giltinis were eliminated from postseason contention. And Colton, to say in year five that we don't have the craziest pro league uh, would be a lie because it's been absolutely fireworks in terms of drama um in the first five years. But here we are. Houston yeah. Sabercats in there in the dance for the first time.
0: Yeah, now they just they just they just got their ticket to the Western Conference final, Love baby. It. That's so that's a good thing to add on the Wikipedia. You're lucky. One Western change, Conference like final that. opinion. Yeah. yeah. appearance, excuse me. Um, but I mean it's just like I've been talking about it on the podcast, been writing about it. Going into last weekend, uh, you know, until Friday morning. So they're kind of looking at it like, okay, that's what we've always talked about how we like Major League Rugby it always matters, right? It always matters till the very end. And it wasn't untrue this year, but we just didn't see it coming, right? We had we had our playoff teams in place. We were just looking for seeding, going to let the chips fall as they may and then you, you know, you see that 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 announcement on Friday morning while we're eating breakfast that or excuse me, the gil Gronies are out, quite possibly, you know, the best team in in the league, you know, the up for debate with some teams in the East there, but you know, it as the the as a Fate would have it; they end up taking care of business and knocking, beating Houston, and then Seattle Seahawks take care of business and beat L.A. and and they're the top. They should be the top seed, so they should be hosting their first Western Conference final. Um, but you know, as 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 everything's kind of happened, we have two new teams in the playoffs now. San Diego, who uh, I wonder if they had to be some rumbling, right? Like do you have a you have the last you have the last bye week of the season. You're out of the playoffs. Like, is there not guys that are? booking trips home and whatnot. Yeah, I
1: mean, like flight insurance would have been clutch, right, if you're Seattle and San Diego the past weeks. But don't skip over the good stuff. The accusation is that the uh, players and coaches, whatever, the payroll of the Gill squads were on the dull. Um, and making more than the league cap, right? So when partners come in and set a salary cap, which I think is way too low, we've talked about this. Go back to the opening episode last time I was here with Colton doing a podcast, and we said, unfortunately, the players don't get paid enough. That's, that's just a reality. But the fact is, like, if you pay the players, coaches, whatever your organization a lot more than the other teams, you're gonna have a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. So of course when the board voted, like they're out. And yeah. I was gonna say I feel bad for the players and then I realized they were just making more money than <laughs> they should have been. So I don't really feel bad for the players. And twist of fate, Colton, this could also affect the availability uh for players who have been playing well and throwing their hands up to get selected for either Gary Gold's Eagle camp or the Falcon camp coming up in Houston. Right. So a really crazy twist of fate. Um, the Gilgronies will not be able to make the playoffs for the first time. Oh, no, sorry. They made it last year. No, did I miss this? They just missed. They last just missed year. it last year. Yeah. But they had this was their turnaround season. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like they, were, they were. rolling.
0: I had picked them in the past of.
1: But the Guiltinis can't defend their cup. I think that one stings a little mm-hmm. more. And that was the second announcement a week right. later. Which why don't you do those two <laughs> together? My God, you're just copping it abuse online in the yeah. comments for a while. But there's generally two camps of MLR redditors who we poke fun at before on the podcast. There's one camp of, like, the people who support the MLR who say this is a good move. You know, the MLR has to show they have teeth, can't have cheating going on. Um, and then there's another camp that's like, man, just let, let them play the competition mm-hmm. out. Everybody's doing the same stuff and sketchy stuff. I guess when there's an actual paper trail and you're caught red-handed, you're going to piss people off. So nothing so, new here.
0: Right. And, th- and that's what I – you know, as I've seen the reaction – happened uh, you know over the last week or so there's been one the the word transparency has been thrown around quite a bit and uh, this is something I want to talk about because like I think people in a way have been a little bit blinded by the MLR like you just said like people just wanted to succeed so bad and I can respect and appreciate that but like this is not really a new thing for the MLR like in terms of how they've handled this because I would argue that the M.L.R. has like never really been transparent. You know that's why it was such a big deal when they, you know, put out the the trade wire. The labor they wire. put out the disciplinary wire because like people were like, "Oh wow, look at this! They're sharing more information with us because they never have done that in the They're past." They're a
1: private company. They don't have. They don't to.
0: have to. And that's the thing is that's like
1: American capitalism.
0: Right I'm, there. I'm not even criticizing them for not being transparent. They can do whatever they want. They're you know, there's business that they can operate however they'd like. But when you when you leave this gray area when you don't expand on these disqualifications i wrote about it this week but like when the and i know talk about the raptors all the time but when the colorado raptors left they never acknowledged it they never put out a statement they never mentioned it in any interviews it's just the raptors logo disappeared from the website everyone went their separate ways which you can argue is kind of a good thing you know you don't have this like public war but like again that's a founding member of your organization that you don't even acknowledge so like for people to be surprised that they haven't acknowledged these disqualifications, I get it's a little bit different, but they've never acknowledged anything. They've so this is not new. And that would I, be
1: funny if they just change like the times. Yeah, they're like oh, <laughs> new host. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, they they had to bring it up, right? Like it's widely reported that the Gilgronies are like already sold. You know, like <laughs> Gilly, who we've talked about, he's a. A lightning rod of a character, right? Yeah. You either love that guy or you're you hate what he's all about. And I, I've, I've been a fan just because it's fun, and I think it gives the league spice. And uh, if he ever sells the Guiltinis, we'll miss him. Yeah. But I know the American... <laughs> rugby public can thank that man for helping secure the, the bid yeah
0: world cup right? it
1: takes one big guy with a checkbook to get things moving but right now colton the league is in shambles <laughs> uh, but we're still waiting on an exciting like semi-final yeah i mean it's yeah. gonna be
0: it's gonna be interesting we have a i mean one new team at least in the mix but um i got some questions about should i ask him now or should i wait No, fire bit? off okay So is this good or bad for the leak?
1: Okay, I just looked up the word transparency. It's being transparent. Um, And I have a couple definitions, but one that I think will paint a a good picture is allowing light to pass through so that objects behind can be distinctly seen. Mm -hmm. So if Joe Harvey is the light, the reporter, right, who's getting the stories, um, Mm -hmm. you know, let Joe Harvey... Say what's going on in the league, it doesn't have to be puff pieces all the time. I love you, Joe, by the way, big fan. Um, read all of his stuff, but here's what I'm saying the MLR should own what's going on right now, and yeah. it's always been the wild, wild west of, of sports yes. franchise ownership. So, whatever new teams are waiting in the books, like bring Hawaii back, you know, <laughs> like let's just want to go all out because we did secure right. the World Cup bid, so we have nine years to plug and play here,
0: yeah, and I think. Like that's the whole point I'm trying to make is like I'm not necessarily criticizing them for not releasing stuff because it, it, at the same time like you just said they're they're working with a skeleton crew like well, there's people behind these it's posts a start-up company. People, it, yes exactly it's it is a startup yeah. so like but but you go back in time when and stats were always like very you know kept close to the vest uh, salary cap and for like even the, the salary cap we know what is it half a million dollars but even that takes some digging to like. It's not, like, widely the, – the inner workings of the cap is not widely widely publicized. Player salary information is not widely publicized. Like, there's all this stuff, and you can operate like this, but I, that's my point is when you make an announcement like this or you don't get ahead of of, of what's going on, like, you leave yourself open to this speculation, and, and that's bad because yeah. it lets everyone's imagination run wild, and people can say what they want, and you're not controlling the narrative because you didn't get out in front of it because, like – even with this is what I wrote earlier this week, too, is like we can There's – there's been people that have said, you know, salary cap breach, but it's hard to – even their announcement is so vague, like a violation of league rules. We don't know what the league rules are. So how do we know what they did? We don't even know what the league rules are. All we know is they were violated.
1: They were violated, and that's Man.
0: bad. You can't violate rules. That's like how we live in a society. But, like, to lead, this is what I'm saying. They've kind of, like, made their bed by leaving – all of this open for interpretation for five years. I agree. And so, but I don't expect now to be the time where they go, here's everything that's going on. They wouldn't do that. So, and
1: and I think now that I'm, now that we're talking about it, if you're going to announce it right before your playoffs is when you have to, right? Because you don't lose ticket revenue, right? You're not calling off games. Guys aren't ditching town from the guiltinis because it's been announced that they're not playing for the postseason. You get all your games in. And if I was commish right now, I'd be talking about the playoff games. I'd be talking about Houston hosting their first Western Conference Final. I'd be talking about the New England Free Jacks, might be the most exciting team in the league, yeah. um, hosting their Eastern Conference Final. So they may be able to sweep it up in the next two weeks. This may be all behind us. But see, that was
0: another thing. I don't have this on the on the document we're working on, but what I was just going to ask: Is like how free now. how bad do you think they? You think that's what they're looking forward to? Is like they can do this at a time now where they actually have matches coming up. But like, there's the two teams that they kicked out should be playing in them, or do you think like they just want the season to be over with? Like, how bad do you think they just want to be like we just want to be done? We want the wanna PR post, like- people want out, for yeah. Sure,
1: but I think uh, there's so much at stake. You got GMs, coaches, players, owners, stakeholders. Um, I don't know. It's it's not easy because clearly the Gilchrist organization put certain risk factors into play that you know are coming back to biting him in the butt but i don't know man i want the free Jackson win the league zach bastris colorado yeah, native just friend of the program. say his name
0: <laughs> so then uh, this is another hard question because we don't know what they did necessarily is this an appropriate punishment like is there- i think it's heavy-handed
1: that is just one man's opinion who knows that Billy Meeks is the best player, and that the so Giltinis are good enough to defend their cup? And I'm a bit like, you know. Hurt. So then,
0: what would have been an appropriate like punishment? Because I think I've long thought with this. I remember talking to people in the past, like early on M.L.R. days, about you know when teams maybe blurred the lines or stepped out of bounds, like because you realistically you can't find them, right? They're, they don't have enough money to get fined.
1: Yeah, yes. I mean in this one I mean, case. Th-
0: this you, is might be the, the, the one example. I was gonna where you say whatever they
1: overpaid him. the cap, two X that and fine him. But if he's moving out of one team and, and selling, like he's not gonna be like, Yeah, I'll Yeah. Here's money. Here's yeah. Money. So there's no right answer, Cole. There's not, yeah. You know, the, the league will continue on and it'll be a little earmark of the past. Um but there's certainly enough Reddit memes to go around for the time being. <laughs> Um, if you haven't stumbled onto the mlr reddit if you're not a redditor it's just one one little app but it, it seems to be the voice of the people and yeah a lot of the people think they did the right move they mm-hmm. they stopped a kind of corrupt front office i said that with a little sarcasm in the sense that like i've always wanted the players they get paid more so yeah. in a weird way i have a lot of schadenfreude here like i am enjoying the fact that you know, cheating is is being shut down, but I like that the guys got paid. I yeah, don't know.
0: and you can't really, like, you can't. You're right in a way. It's like it's wrong to punish a player for literally just like making a living, right? Because with the way that I mean, if the cap is five hundred thousand dollar, that's nothing. Like you split that up across a rugby team, that's you're not making any money. You've yeah. already griped about. Yeah, this. and so
1: not just that, but the the Americans aren't guaranteed a portion of that cap right you could you could take like the bare minimum american players you need and pay them like five percent of that cap and hand it all out to internationals and look the the world cup's coming here there's going to be more international stars that come retire here i'm not hating on that because i think that brings a lot of upside to the league but i would like to see american players get more time and get paid more it's that simple
0: yeah. So obviously a lot to dive into and it's and it's tough to even really talk about it too much because we don't know what's gonna, what happened. We don't know what
1: We're on the edge of our seat. We're yeah, so we'll we'll up.
0: you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this stuff after all the rugby cool watchers weekend which is coming up next, but until we get, you know, a legit release or it's resolved and we can look at, you know, hard hard info we can just speculate which is bad
1: in the meantime yeah we said we said no to (laughs) speculation earlier but in the meantime you can follow everything on the DMVR rugby podcast (laughs) colton strickler is the best in the business i appreciate that i appreciate that so let's
0: go ahead and all get into all the rugby watch this weekend all the rugby watch this weekend is brought to you by wintergreen wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support usa rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in america Wintergreen gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So, before we get into MLR stuff that we just talked about, we'll let's go and talk about Challenge Cup of the Americas. I already talked to you about this too, but just a little refresher in case you forgot, you got lost in the pod. American Raptors versus Jaguares on Saturday at 1 p.m and then University of British Columbia Old Boys Ravens first Pena Roll Rugby on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Watch both matches on Infinity Park's website. we will be on AmericanRaptors.com as well. Tickets are 10 bucks. Kids 12 and under are free. Should be fun. Come on out. You want to do MLR? You want me to do MLR?
1: MLR playoffs. Yeah. Eliminator. Winner
0: go home. Eliminator round. That's what they're saying, right? Uh, Major League Rugby Conference semifinals. Rematch. Rematch, yes. This is going to be a good
1: one. Last year's score was 10-8. to eight. Rugby ATL stood on their head defensively <laughs> I and like just that. would not give up points. Um, but I actually think, uh, I think Rooney is the better team. I'll, <laughs> I'll say their original name, Rugby United New York, is the better team this year. Um, we'll see, though, because that Rugby ATL heat down there um, in the snake pit is hot. Right. Can New York's getting that early summer, but you know, can they go down there in sweltering heat and win on the road? I think so. Caleb Geiger has been really, really playing. The pride well. of, of Glendale. And the pride of Sedalia. Shout out to the butcher. He can just play flanker. So <laughs> yeah. I mean
0: Man of many talents. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we got rugby New York at rugby ATL on Saturday at six thirty PM on Fox Sports Two. So after you leave the Challenge Cup of the Americas or after you're done watching Straight you just, to the Street. You just Hop on Fox Sports, too, and and watch some playoff rugby. And then in the West, we have one of the the great rivalries of MLR, the San Diego Legion at the Seattle Seawolves on Sunday, 8 p.m. Greatest final ever. That was the greatest final ever.
1: And it'll be the only ever. Uh, West Coast, West Coast. No, that's not true. Glendale, year one.
0: Well, Glendale. Central Coast. Yeah, that's, yeah. Mountain. Mountain. The Mountain Coast. Either
1: way, (laughs) the early days of MLR featured a lot of Pacific teams. Yes. And that final that, you know, Seattle won at the last minute was one of the greatest MLR games ever played. Uh, This is a semi, so we'll see.
0: So after that game, I was was there in person. I got to watch that with my own eyes. If you look on the TV. I'm right behind the mall, the game-winning mall. I walked down the ramp, and I just saw it like up close, right in my face. I saw them go crazy. And then I had to, unfortunately, or fortunately, he's a very nice guy, I had to go ask Joe Peterson about the match. W- what do you even say in that moment? Because I didn't even think about it, and then I just like – Talk to him, and I just was like,
1: uh, uh, uh. putting a camera or a mic in someone's face after they lose a final might be harder than losing a final. Yeah, I don't have the heart <laughs> for it. I I went and traveled with the Barbos, and we lost our final to Charlotte, and I could not even dream about asking a guy to do an interview because it, it really should hurt that much, right? Like, yeah, playoff rugby maybe, but a final, oof. we'll wait in three weeks.
0: Yeah, I I don't even remember what I asked him. It was a horrible question. And he answered it very gracefully because Joe Peterson is a great He's guy. A professional. He's a pro. Yeah, he. This man like looks rhinos in the face, takes their horns off for conservation so that a poacher can't do it. Um, I think that's what he does at least. But yes, it was a very nice. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I think this is gonna be an awesome game. 8 p.m. on Sunday. Super kick, so you can really milk your weekend. When I was a kid in high school and middle school and I had a paper to write, I'd always wait until after Sunday night football because I wanted to just enjoy the weekend and then but that was a bad feeling when the final whistle blew and I was like, Man, yeah, I gotta I write a gotta paper write now. Paper. <laughs> That's on Fox Sports too as well.
1: So But Colton, I mean, is there any better home crowd than Starfire?
0: There there's not. Not
1: that I've been to. I, I think the home team's gonna win this.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um and and it is man, what a what a story that would be if they if they punch their ticket the last week, they beat the LA team who then is out of the final and then uh go on to, you know, play out of their minds and, and win their third their third MLR championship, that would be bananas.
1: Yeah. That's all we could ask for.
0: We'll see. Only time will tell. That's why
1: you play the games. Let's go to the southern equator. Yes. Or, sorry, there's only one equator. Southern hemisphere, there we I think go. is what you're trying to say. Southern side of the equator. <laughs>
0: We've got the Pacific Four series. I forgot to mention this last weekend. I knew I forgot something, and then when I, as soon as I stop recording and you get it edited and you start looking around, you're like, damn, there's rugby in New Zealand this weekend that I missed. Uh, We've got the Pacific Four series. So we got the USA Women versus Australia on Saturday at 6.15 p.m., and then Canada versus New Zealand on Saturday at 8.45 p.m. Uh, USA women looking to bounce back after a tough one last weekend against Canada. Uh, hopefully it's less rainy and more dry because it was pounding rain last weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can play Canada all you want, right? But until <laughs> you measure up against the Aussies and Kiwis, you don't yeah. really know where you stand. So it'll be a huge weekend for the ladies.
0: Yep, you can watch that on worldrugby.com, which is rugby. You like how everyone's transitioned to that dot rugby. Is that what you guys do? You have that? Um, uh, we gotta, dot rugby. We gotta <laughs> run the number to see if it's worth it. You got the premiership semi Saracens vs. Harlequins on Saturday at six thirty AM and then Leicester vs. Northampton on Saturday at nine thirty A. M. You catch it on Peacock, you have anything for that? Quick question
1: for you. Do you get confused when like the champions cup final happens and you're like oh yeah, that's yes. the champion uh-huh. and then you're like wait are you going to be a champion again yeah my brain always kind of switches I do. off well
0: it always, me- it always makes it always messes me up when i like go to look at the fixtures and then i'm like damn why do they not play games for a month and but they are it's just in a different competition exactly. <laughs> yeah the, Even, like, the demands
1: that, like... of a professional rugby player are insane especially yeah. in europe where they play year-round they have like perfectly bad weather where it'll always work and they can play all the way through Christmas. And yeah, I, I just, again, I hope players take care of themselves and set themselves up for success beyond rugby. Um, but my favorite comp Colin, do it super rugby, super rugby Pacific. How good, uh, semis chiefs, first crusaders. We got an all Kiwi derby. Um, I mean, give me the champions, right? You cannot bet against a five-time champion yeah either a four consecutive or a five we can't keep track with the crusaders um and then this is the really interesting one because the only australian team to really hunker down and take advantage of their home home pitch have been the brumbies um they got an early red card but they just recovered last weekend and and beat a kiwi side and moved on but it's going to be the blues Mm -hmm. the best team in the comp absolutely electric they've won two games by drop goal I think they won like eleven or twelve straight. They're absolutely steaming. Uh, blues Brumbies Saturday one o five a. m. Because I, I know the whole everybody will be. Oh up. yeah, I'll be up. Yeah, can I be honest with you? Yes, I'm a
0: blues guy. Okay. I love the blues. When 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 Super Rugby was like the only competition happening during COVID, I was like, man, this is my team, yeah. and it was hard to like watch them, you know, watch the Crusaders like because they were good that year and they just kept threatening and then play the crusaders and they just kind of kicked their ass. And it was like, dang. And I see all the memes in, in New Zealand internet where it's the blues. And it always, the brides made never the bride. Uh, but I'm a blues guy, man. I love the blues. I have blues fever. So I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for a blues crusaders. <laughs> final, so we'll and, and unfortunately I think I have a feeling. I know how that one will go, but you can catch all that on flow rugby. Um, if you pay them your hard earned money, go ahead and move into the interview, which is just a conversation with my guy, Brendan, um, but this conversation with Brendan Shea, rugby Pickham is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. More information: visit guardlab.com.
1: Before you move on from that ad, um, I just want to stress the importance of mouthguards mm-hmm. in rugby. Uh, a lot of people think most concussions happen head to head, but it's actually the shock through your bottom jaw, smacking your upper teeth, that sends the brain waves flying. Right. So. You know, just get on guard lab, just buy something, you tag can, Colton yeah, in the podcast. You get a
0: cool you get a cool mouthpiece. They'll make you a mouth guard with your logo on it. You can put your nickname on it if you want to like some cool stars or something. Like they can make literally any mouth card you want. So there's no reason not to wear it, like Brandon said. You gotta take care of your teeth and you gotta take care of your brain. Those are two things that will make life infinitely harder if you don't take care
1: of Yeah. Them. You can replace your teeth, but you can't do the brain. So no, not uh, invest yet. Best in least. yourself and head to guard lab.
0: Yeah, so that's a good endorsement there. So I'll get a couple questions for you, Brendan We'll do old school radio. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Rusillo podcasts, and every time he doesn't have a guess, he goes, "All right, we'll just go do like an old school radio thing." So we'll just we'll just ask some questions back and forth. So first one I got for you: Do the recent disqualifications change the way you feel about this upcoming playoff run? Are you less into it? Are you more into it? Are you do you take it all with a grain of salt? How, like how are you feeling going into this weekend?
1: Um, that's a good question, Colin. I, again, like I, I said my bias and the fact that I like the way the Guiltinis play. So I'm a little hurt for them not being able to defend the title. That's significant. Anytime you go win a title, the harder thing to do is defend it. So having them pulled off the table hurts a little, but no, I mean, it's not going to like diminish the actual comp from here on out. Like these teams in the Eastern conference final are good. Even these Western Conference teams, to go above 500 in the MLR is no easy task. I mean, there's a reason that the the table kind of gets boring after a while, right? Because the good teams keep beating on the bad teams. Um, No, not at all. And it's all um, in one side of the bracket, right? It's only affecting the Western Conference. So, you know, if if New York wins and then we got New York trying to go into New England and New England wins and New England wins the final, nobody's going to remember about Gilly Gate.
0: Do you think so though, or will they not look back? They have be short like,
1: memories. You think, yeah, goldfish—that's the way they live.
0: You think you will look back and be like, "Man, if only the you know only one of the gills got to play, like it wouldn't have gone this way." Or... The only
1: thing that I think will make us look back and, and say "What if?" is if the teams like get quote blown up, right? If the players land in a million different spots, and next yeah. year's Gill Teenies team is like totally different, right. then I think we'll look back and say what could have been. Um, but we'll see. You know, no way to predict the future.
0: Yeah, in that same light, is there an advantage that that one of these teams that you know maybe wasn't expecting to be in the playoffs, like a, a Seattle? Seattle has a more of a you know they they knew they were gonna make it because they they learned you know before their their match at least. But San Diego, like San Diego, had a bye week last week of the season. But is that an advantage though? Like they've got to kind of like unplug and now they get a they've yeah. got to rest. They weren't really thinking about this and now they have this and they're playing with house money too. You know, so they're going into like maybe people aren't expecting them to do much because they were out of it you know they they Nothing shouldn't even lose, have been there well right? yeah. quote, air quotes so is there' an advantage to that or no is it just kind of mm. you just play rugby
1: I still think Houston comes out the best in this in the fact that like look they've made the playoffs fair and square, yeah they they knew that they they've now be been the bumped time. to home game and a week of rest while San Diego and Seattle beat each other up mm-hmm. um, so I don't think Seattle and, and San Diego necessarily get an advantage but Houston Houston mm-hmm. be looking pretty um, if they're able to win at home, you know, I'd like them in the final. But, but again, that's a couple weeks out. Colton, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your pick for the final? See,
0: I kind of think – I think Seattle's going to come out of the west. I think it'll be Seattle, New England. All right. And I think New England wins.
1: Yeah. Fort Quincy, mm-hmm. man – there's a couple franchises, those two being one of them, that sell their stadium out consistently, right? Where their front office and their ticket office just do their job. And Fort Quincy is, is absolutely packed. Shout out to Alex Magleby. He brings the heat. He's an entertainer. Um, and everybody who goes to a Free Jacks game has a good time. Doesn't matter if they win or lose. But you know, when the team's on a huge roll and you're just rolling teams like that also makes it easier to have fun. So, what about
0: you? What's your pick?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think I like the teams to win at home. So it's gonna be Free Jacks hosting Houston, Mm -hmm. and that's only because of the week's rest. I mean, these guys are so burnt out after 16 weeks of going at it, and now you get to like you know hit a local watering hole and. Yeah, a fishing Put your feet up. Yeah, just relax <laughs> for a minute before you go into playoff rugby, which is mentally stressful and you know hard to do. So I think the teams that rest will end up being in the final.
0: Uh, yeah, I like that.
1: Uh, MVP, do you have a, a, a pick for MVP this year? Has anyone blown you away? Well, again, I'm I'm kind of stained by reading Reddit where everybody's already pre-donned Boden Waka as uh-huh. the MVP. And statistically, you know, it's hard to deny – the best fly half in the comp, the MVP. But, you know, if you watch all the games, and, and the, the Free Jacks will even admit it, like their captain, Josh Larson, might be the MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Just a lock who does everything right. And uh, it's hard for me because, again, I think this award should be handed out after the season. Some of the professional leagues do it weird where they, like, announce mid-playoffs. But yeah. to me, your playoff legacy is who's the it best, mattered. baddest yeah. guy out there. Now, that term technically means who's the most valuable to their team. So, a lot of times you see like a statistical star rise above. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Zach Pangelinan could be the MVP. Yeah. If he goes on a run right here, one of the most electric players, nothing would make me happier. What about uh, Ed Fidel? Ed, Ed, that would. <laughs> I <laughs> said be Zach because I'm friends with Zach, but Ed Fidel is. Ed Fido, is Fidel. It Fido Excuse or Fidal? Me. I don't know. I thought it was Fidel at the oh, beginning of the a, season. It's- we know hey, who we're talking yeah, about. I think he, him, and Bowden Walker are going to square up in in potentially that Eastern Conference final. So we'll vote after that <laughs> Okay, that's my pick. That's who I would pick right now. I mean, the guy's a train. Yeah, and he, then has like a top speed. That's yeah. crazy too. Yeah.
0: Good celebrations too. That should count in my book. Yes. Coach of the year. I think it's got to be uh, Scott Math. Scott Math, excuse me, from New England. Right. Yeah. Like when you when you achieve new heights in the competition, you do things that have never been done before. That is worth something.
1: Yeah, and it's almost nerve-wracking to do your first year because you're like, holy <laughs> shit, can I repeat this? Yeah, I success? can never do this again. <laughs> yeah. Now Scott Matthew, man, the the New England crew is is really doing well and from what I hear it's a tight team and some of the guys who haven't even really gotten a lot of burn like still love being around it, you know, yeah. because it's that that good community culture. Yeah. They're just getting on that train line heading down to Quincy every day, you know, getting in their
0: routines. Love it. I think that's all the questions I had for this old school radio segment did i Did I miss anything?
1: No, I mean, we made it all m l r but um you know if let's say after two weeks of the America's Challenge Cup, there was a clear hemisphere that was better you know who 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 do you back north or south
0: well, as a North American man myself, I'll probably back North America um we'll see. That's why you play the games. That's what they say, right? That's what all those coaches say. That's why you play the games. Uh, So we're going to move into required reading now. Required reading is brought to you by Gilbert, and Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all your Gilbert rugby gear. Are you a fan of Gilbert rugby?
1: Yeah, I'm not really a gear guy in the sense that, like, I just – people give me gear. (laughs) Uh Oh, I don't buy it. Okay. I trade. I trade. It's an open market.
0: It's a staple of rugby, you know, in in this country, right? Like, uh, that's – I've seen I mean, Gilbert forever.
1: Kit, kit is kit.
0: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you need a little tackle shield, or you know whatever you, you got, you need it. Gilbert's got it, so check it out. Worldrugbyshop.com. Is I, I pulled out a little Martin Pengelly piece for the required reading. Uh, it's titled "Major League Rugby in Crisis" as LA and Austin disqualified from playoffs. You think the crisis is the way to describe it? No. Yeah, it might be a little bit sensationalized, but the reason I selected this is because he does a good job of laying out the facts, going through kind of what's happened and what we know and what public information is out there.
1: Yeah, it wasn't an opinionated yeah, piece. Yeah, no, it wasn't an was just a, fact a pure fact, piece, baby. When you use the word crisis in a title, you're going to get clicks. Right? Yeah. Like, but and Colton, click and the business. word crisis is actually an ancient Chinese proverb that okay. draws from two terms, danger and opportunity. Wow. So I think I think the new ownership <laughs> coming in will actually be licking their lips to be like, Okay. Yeah. This is kind of like this is gonna be more of a level playing field than the Dallas Jackals in twenty twenty two. Like shout out to all the been an Raptor all- guys that played there this year, but they weren't set up for success.
0: No. Might have been an all time bad take for us too, because I think when we did this last time we said they weren't gonna do oh, yeah. that bad and big time jackal game over here. Yeah. But hey. You got to shoot to score, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you miss. That's all right. So check that out. We'll link that in the article that houses this podcast as well as the description. So you do a scroll down, read about the crisis that we find ourselves in. Uh, but but for now, we're going to move on to the stat of the week, which is brought to you by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros for more information, visit catapultsports.com. So I usually, like, try to pull, like, some catapult data from the Raptors that I know of, but I was just so blown away by this number that I had to talk about it. So Corey Daniels, old glory DC flanker, uh, his brother Brady Daniel plays with American Raptors. There's my tie-in. He made 255 tackles this season. That is so much. That is an absurd amount of tackles. I was blown away looking at that. Shout-out to, to James... Uh, I think it's De- Delay, Dealey, Dealey. Of, Dealey, excuse me, sorry, friend of the program, James, MLR Stats. Uh, he, he's been keeping a good, you know, keeping his thumb on this data. He, that That's so many tackles. I was, and he was, in, was like 15 or 20
1: more than, I think, Slade McDowell from the Free Jacks, too. And he was in second place. Yeah, to be a tackle machine is more of like a mental edge, I <laughs> think, than a physical edge, but, like, Corey's buff. Like, he's lean. <laughs> To be, a, to be a good statistical tackler, you don't have to dominate every tackle, right? But you have to get up off the deck yeah. and get back in the Do line it again. and line yourself up for more. I've seen him make so many back-to-back tackles. It's crazy. Um, love Corey. Love the way he plays. And, yeah, really see a high ceiling for where he can go.
0: I think that's like wrestler mentality, too. Like, that's what all those people say about wrestlers is their work rate, right? Like so, Because it sucks when you make a tackle and then you get up and you make another tackle. And you get up and you're like, will somebody please... Make this tackle. I'm tired of making tackles right now. That sucks. That's not a good place to be when you're tired. Or you're can I run the ball? Yeah, I'm exerting all this energy. Like, we please, you know, some please, like, poach this ball or something so I can stop making tackles for a little bit? Uh, so I was blown away by that number. Had to throw that in the stat of the week. Not sure if MLR uses catapult. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Do they? Do you know off the top of your head? No. Okay. Well, we well the Raptors do. So uh, I'll, I'll give you some, some catapult stats after the Challenge Cup of the Americas. Which is this weekend? If you didn't know, we'll close the show at the loop. That's brought to you by First Bank. First Bank's the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good. Member FDIC. How long have you lived here in Colorado? Ten years now. So were you around when that was like the Colorado
1: Bank for you? Do you remember that? I know these banks change names all <laughs> the time, but I tell you what, I like a small credit union. Yeah, you know, I don't like the big banks.
0: First Bank, the Colorado Bank for you. That's what I think of when I'm a kid. Dave Logan. Weird High School alum, Baby Go Farmers, he would be, you know, standing in the credit union. He'd be talking about his card and First Bank Colorado Bank for you. So that's what I think of. But that's not the thing anymore. So uh, I'll read what they have written down. You can follow along with everything we've got going on at DMDR Rugby on Twitter at DMDR underscore rugby at Colton Strickler. Don't really have anything huge in the books right now. Just trying to get through the end of the season, trying to get through this Challenge Cup of the Americas. I'm sure there'll be some interesting nuggets and stuff to come out of that. So we'll talk about that as it happens. Um, Brendan, you got anything to push right now? Yeah. I mean, if
1: you're not going to be in Glendale and not going to make the challenge cup, we're, we're doing Denver sevens at prospect park in wheat Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a local team, reach out to me, I'll get you on the books. It's going to be a good tournament, but Colton, we're lucky. We're blessed here in Colorado. There's always good rugby happening all the time. I'm already planning for Aspen rugger fest in the fall. I mean, it just goes so fast. We basically play rugby February to November, and it's it's fantastic.
0: Then you get a nice little break, eat some turkey, celebrate Christmas, and then you're right back at it, right? Right back out on the pitch when it's two degrees outside. Get
1: out and support your Raptors. Peña roll. Yeah. Roll heads. this year, or this weekend. Yeah, Jaguares. Either yeah, way, South America. America. Yeah,
0: come see something different. It will be a good time. Thanks so much, as always, Brendan. I like this little two-month Cycle we've got going here. So I'll hit you up again in August, Carnation Festival. All
1: right. Carnation City Wheat Ridge.